if there was one thing that I want to leave behind as a footprint for the generations to come. And that is that more of you as leaders, yes, you, are willing to do your 1%. Because I I have this belief that if you did your 1%, I did my 1%, everyone else did their 1%, that we would actually shift the dial and it would change culture. And what I mean by shifting the dial is take it from problem to solution. And we need more leaders who are willing to do their 1%. Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale, and these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when from other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this come join us Oh my goodness, I am so excited today on the Global Human Intelligence Podcast. We are in for a good time. Are you ready? Are you ready to like literally open up your thinking to maybe think a little different today? Come on, how much fun is it as a little kid when you get given a new present and you're just holding on to that present and you're wanting to unwrap it to find out what's inside what if you could kind of go oh my goodness i have no idea what what's going to be said on the global human intelligence podcast today but i'm ready for something new to be un uh unfolded no unwrapped and uh you know opened up that maybe, just maybe, even if it was just one thing that you were able to get from this conversation today, then that makes me a very happy person. All right, are you ready for today? I just want to firstly say, I have been doing this uh, decision table pathway every day something new on it and taking people through making a different decision every day and what that could look like the result of that decision how it would have an effect on how you're building out what you're doing it's been kind of fun going through that but I what I'm really excited is you know the the actual day seven and that is running a workshop and if you haven't joined that workshop it is is in the link and you can be the next one on that and if do you know what you're the only one that turned up then I would put this workshop on for you because I'm really I'm absolutely excited to be able to uh, bring to you some insights from things that I am learning to help you to become even more effective in the leadership that you're doing, to play in a bigger space. So if you're a pioneer, and that was the one thing about our last conversation on the decision table was with Nadine. 
And I love it because she's a scientist. And the conversations we have together, every time we have a conversation, is just so powerful because she's willing to play in a space that often isn't proven, but she will find the data to back it up and to bring it to you. And I think that's the thing that I love is that we can play so much in the future if you're willing to go there, if you're willing to go in there. And some of the things that I've been really teaching on the decision table has been to help you play in a way that is beyond just where you are now to thinking into the future but then going back to what is your starting point now and how can we bring knowing that's where you want to go how do you actually make decisions today and then action on that to keep shifting forward it's exciting and that whole trail ablaze oh my goodness that was so dyslexic rewind blaze a trail shift the dial forward that is a workshop that i believe that you need to be at if you want to become more effective as a leader then why are you even hesitating because it's a cutting edge place just as nadine is on cutting edge of coming up with how could we be more effective in the way that we're making, you know, uh, building out the culture that we are with the science to back it up? It's the same thing as you as a leader. You can make decisions that are the right ones and fast ones. What if you could know how to do that or know why you would even do it? you're going to be able to do that and then be able to really knuckle down on how you could be more effective in how you are building out what you're meant to be building out all right so here's a little example on the very first day of doing the decision table pathway the question i asked on the very first day was what if you could ask better questions Imagine that, just for a second. If you could ask better questions, would that change the relationships you have? Would it be different how you turn up or show up? Would your way that you communicate with your team, would that be different because you could ask better questions? Or maybe potential partnerships that would be amazing for the growth of your business or organization If you were able to ask better questions, would you get better results at the table? Reality is that I have seen it. I have literally seen it time and time again. The better questions you ask, the better results that you get at the table. And I think that's really exciting when you can be confident to know how to make better questions and be able to do that when you're having different conversations then it it helps you to turn up and show up in a way that it's just not possible if you're not asking great questions day two was this what if you could navigate the uncomfortable conversations you know i've talked about this you know i talk about this a lot the uncomfortable conversations none of us no not even you not even i love going oh yes please let's have a really uncomfortable conversation let's make sure we invite the the person that looks the least like me let's make sure we invite someone who 
talks about a whole different world to us. No, none of us like to have that. But if we are willing and curious and are willing to do the new approach, we have to learn how to navigate uncomfortable conversations because we've got to go places that maybe we weren't willing to go before. And I think that when you're able to wire to different thinking, different decisions, and know that impact in which you are wiring to a a pattern and knowing that that's going to bring a behavior, that's what Nadine talks about, it's what I talk about all the time, and know that that behavior is going to somehow bring some sort of result. What if you could bring a result that you actually want, right? Wouldn't that be the best knowing that you could actually wire to something that you actually want? Mm -hmm. Changes things a lot, right? So, you know, being able to navigate the uncomfortable conversation becomes an absolute uh, non-negotiable when you are wanting to do the new approach at the table. All right, what if, and, and so let's go to day three. Day three was what if your decisions always moved you closer to the results you want? I actually, it's funny because I, I can't even imagine right now in, in my world making decisions that move me further away because like honestly, Making decisions to move me in the right direction is tough enough at times and brings lots of making sure I'm staying on the vision. Like if I had to actually make decisions that weren't on there and that took me off my pathways, that and wasted my time, I just wouldn't get anything happening. I would be procrastinating because I would have uncertainty. I would not be making right decisions and I would get so frustrated with myself. You know, the the times I get frustrated now are those moments when I can't make a decision necessarily straight away. And that's because, by the way, that I just don't have all the data in front of me, all the information that maybe I need to, to make a decision. But I can tell you that although there might be the odd question here and there that takes a little bit longer, you know, I'm human just like you, yep. Absolutely. I'd love an answer straight away. But sometimes we know, sometimes we have to go through a growth spurt, a a moment in time where we have to work on something to move us along and to be able to get to the, the growth space in which we can understand what the best decision or willingness to step into the best decision because maybe we're not yet because we don't have the capacity for it. And there's other times when we just don't have the right data so we haven't found it yet. So sometimes getting the right options might take a little bit longer. And so you can't make a decision straight away. But like you, I'm human. And sometimes my patience wears thin or I get frustrated with myself because it's just not happening fast enough. Or there's just so much hard work and where's the win in this situation, right? So if I was actually making decisions that were gonna take me off the pathway, 
that would mean then when I procrastinate for a second or I'm trying to find out what the best option is and I'm finding out the best option for something that doesn't even relate to me, nah, I just can't do that anymore. And I wouldn't be able to play at the space that I am and be working in so much in the future and cutting edge you know, things if I was at that space. So it's really important that every decision you make is moving you towards. And I get to show you that. Remember that workshop I said uh, called Blazer Trail, Shift the Dial Forward? Yeah, I get to go in a lot more depth and give you frameworks to how you can do that and what that can look like. Anyway, so that was day three. Day four, the question is, what if you create a safe space? I think it's really easy to create spaces. I don't think it's as easy or as intentional in many cases to create a safe one. And a safe one will mean that you will ask better questions because there is a safety in maybe asking deeper questions. It's, you know... A lot of the time when you're having conversations with people, and I don't do these conversations very well. I really, truly don't. And that's not me being down. It's just me being honest. And that is like, you know, you know, those networking things. I've got great friends who are so amazing. In fact, they've built businesses around it. And I just... I am not good at just talking about the weather. Hey, how is it over there? What's the weather like in San Francisco right now? Oh, what's what's happening in the Amalfi Coast? Are you, oh, Philippines or like, you know, it's like I can only do that for a real split second if I can do it forever, like at all. And... I know that the reason that I have and the moments that I have that I really love is being able to go at a much deeper conversation to actually find out what it is that you really are about, what you're thinking, and maybe something I could learn from you because you're moving in circles that I just haven't been exposed to or that's not been something that's been brought to my attention and it's something that you do all the time and I want to know that but if I don't ask better questions if I'm not willing to sort of dig deeper which we don't do with people unless we feel safe then there's so much of what you could add value to the table I'd be missing out on so I think as leaders and the more so in the new approach of leadership There's a real need, a real need for you to be able to create safe spaces in everything that you're doing. And that's not just, you know, making sure someone can open up about a vulnerability. It's not just that. There's so much more to that. And and again, I'll be talking about that a lot in the workshop. So anyway, that's day four. Five is the question of day five is what if you could accelerate output by increasing human capital? 
It's a funny thing, human capital, and and what does that even mean? And you know, uh, what I'm trying to get out across the world right now is a lot more around the message of what I truly. If there was one thing that I want to leave behind as a footprint for the generations to come, and that is that more of you as leaders, yes, you, are willing to do your 1%, right? Because I I have this belief that if you did your 1%, I did my 1%, everyone else did their 1%, that we would actually shift the dial and it would change culture. And what I mean by shifting the dial is take it from problem to solution. And we need more leaders who are willing to do their 1%. So if I could leave a footprint, and I am definitely getting this message out better to the world right now. And over the next while, uh, there's going to be even more of that exposed. And that's around humanity as stakeholders. And I know I keep saying this, and I can never say it enough times. Humanity meaning you and I, stakeholders meaning the measure of value, right? So if we go to the decision table and you're making a decision in your business next, your company, your organization, what if you could make a decision always knowing that every time you make a decision, it's going to add value to the human race, not take away? Because all of a sudden, that measure of value is the human race and adding value to the human race. What if we could all be the 1% that was doing that? Would that change what is happening in leadership, in organizations, the way that we're building out culture across the globe? Would it? I hope you message me going, ah, hashtag love humanity as stakeholders, because If we can get hashtag humanity as stakeholders as a real thing or the 1%, either one movement, right? Like if people were doing that, it would actually change what's happening, right? And it's not that hard. It's just that you've got to do your 1% and take ownership of that. And as a leader, that might mean that you need to do it more effectively, okay? And so that's when you can value the human race. You will realize the more you put into the human race, that that might be your team. It might be the people that you bring into your organization. It could be the relationships you have as partnerships. And if you valued that more and saw it as capital, an asset, helping you to grow out or bring the change that you're wanting to bring, would that change the output that you have? A hundred percent it would, all right? Anyway, so that was day five, day six, wait on, one, two, three, four, five, yep, day six. What if you could strategically be part of the 1%. You know, I've already talked about that. What if you could be the 1%? I love the fact that there's not everyone willing to be the 1%. That kind of makes me special. It means I'm a bit different to most people. And I've found that difference as actually now my genius zone. Yeah, I've talked about this before, right? As a young girl, it was not cool being different. You're very unique, Carrie Marie. You're very different. You're kind of strange. I don't really understand you. 
Those things were negative. But I tell you that as I have understood myself, been able to really be confident with who I am, what that means, then I can bring that to others. And now my difference is my difference. It is my genius zone. And I'm so grateful that I think differently, look different, that I'm willing to show up in different ways because that's the value I can add to the table. And that's the 1% that I am. So what's the 1% that you are? What does that look like for you? And are you willing to be the 1%? Because remember, if you're willing to be the 1%, and there's something like at least, uh, you know, 35,000, it's at least that now, 36,000 or whatever, downloads on this podcast and it hasn't even been going that long imagine if every single download that's 36,000 plus were willing to be the one percent do you think that could actually shift the dial I truly believe it could and I'm holding on to that and I'm believing for that and that is If you don't remember anything else about me, then if you remember that you're willing to be the 1% that's willing to, uh, you know, make every decision knowing that you're making humanity as stakeholders, then that's exciting. And then my life has all been worth it. You know, even when I'm sick, (laughs) doing this podcast recording, that. I'm showing up, I'm turning up, that even if only one of you is willing to do the 1%, that it's one more person who's willing to shift the dial forward. And that's kind of exciting. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly, do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come, then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two, the next growth incubator cycle. Three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation.
All right. And then the final day is what if your dreams become your reality? What would that be like for you? If your dreams became your reality. I know it's been exciting for me that and what people don't realize like seriously it's been I don't know at least 25 plus years some of the dreams that I am now actually living some of the things that I am continuously moving in walking in on a daily basis they didn't just happen overnight it wasn't even two years ago that I first got the seed that I planted and I've been nurturing it's 25 plus years and that's exciting because what I've realized is if you're willing to hold a dream for that long and turn it into reality then it is it is just I don't even know how to describe it but I just know that it's such an amazing moment when you get to experience something that you've dreamt about, hoped on, envisaged, and then you actually get to do it. You actually get to live it. You actually get to make it reality and then bring others on that journey. It's so unbelievable. So what if you could do that? What if some of the dreams that you have, the things that you want to innovate, you know, I think that's something I love about Nadine is that, you know, in the scientific world, it doesn't happen overnight. It is such a belief and a bigger vision and you just keep moving towards that bigger vision. And you will not give up until you've gathered the data that proves what you want to bring to the table. I think sometimes we need to get more willing to fight for something, to go for it, even though it's sometimes painful. And I know over this last season in life, there has been quite a bit of pain for me to keep stretching to play a bigger game it's not that I don't enjoy playing a bigger game I actually really do but sometimes just like when you're going to the gym and you've got to like build up on that muscle sometimes we've got to push a little harder we've got to work a bit harder and that work is painful it's just not comfortable And I've had to do a few of those in the last little while because it would be easy to go back to what I know, easy to return to some of the things that I know worked before. But I tell you, what's amazing is when you can hold a vision that is going to move you, not just back to where you were, not just even a little bit forward, but where your dreams become your reality oh my goodness it is powerful and it is dang hard work at the same time so all of us have teething problems all of us have painful moments all of us have those challenges that we've got to move forward and over and through 
And I think that the one thing that I can give to you without a shadow of a doubt is that although at times those moments are painful, at times those stresses, the challenges can be a little bit full on, what I love is the learnings that I get from them every time. Learnings that I didn't have before because I haven't gone through that before. And I'm so grateful for that. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to go beyond to push beyond what you think maybe is your own capacity to actually find that when you stretch that muscle, there's way more that you could do, way more that you could act upon, way more that even when you feel like there's nothing else to give. And in fact, this week... Honestly, uh, I've been so sick and, you know, it's like I've got nothing else in the tank to give. And it's okay. You can have moments like that. Just don't stay in there. And I have to say, I think as I'm coming out the other side, although I'm still coughing and I've still got this blocked nose, but I just didn't want to not do this for you. That as I'm coming out the other side, there's a new strength. There's a new determination and a new energy of, okay, I've got this because I need to keep doing what I'm meant to be doing, bring that bigger vision. So those dreams that I dream about become reality. And I think that there's so much gold in in working through those challenges that you just don't get if you don't go through it. And uh, I wonder what that would look like for you. What are you meant to do? I want you to ask that question. What if my dreams became my reality? Would they be dreams that I just, are they just so small that you could, you know, as long as I dream about that and can vision that out, by Friday I could have it. Or are they dreams that you've held in your side of you for a long time? What if you could just start sharing it with other people? I think there's a lot of power in when you share a dream it's awkward sometimes I remember the very first time that I shared part of my bigger ecosystem part of the bigger plan of what I wanted to build out I I just shared a little and I trusted one person with it and when I saw that that person got a little bit of it I shared a little more next time and then a little bit more. But I have to tell you that one of the most powerful, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again, the most powerful moment. And I remember thinking, oh, all of my crazy ideas, my bigger dream is just too big. And maybe I'm just losing the plot. And I remember 
that I had this book and I would put some things in it that I would be kind of on my dream list. And one of them was to meet Richard Branson. And at this point, it wasn't because I wanted to meet this amazing guy. In fact, I had this perception of Richard Branson was full of himself. He was always doing these stupid things. Oh my goodness, I don't really want to meet him. But I was like, I don't know anyone else that is crazy enough that they will do all these crazy things and they still run all these companies and they're not just one thing that they do. And I was like, I want to know what how he thinks. I want to know what he does. Like what, what makes him so special that he could think like that? And I remember, and I will never forget the very first time I spent time with Richard Branson. Here's the thing. I didn't love all the time that I was there in the environment that I was in. But I remember just a few things that were so significant and it changed my whole life. Do you understand? Like it literally changed my whole life. And it was this, even though I couldn't verbalize my, my whole, this is what I'm about. And this is, I, I, I feel so embarrassed when I think about it now, how I would have explained it to, to, uh, Richard. And I just say kudos Richard that you listened to me and not only listened to me, but you must've thought about it because, you know, when I asked him the question, And I said, Richard, you know, everyone must ask you so many times, oh, is this a great idea? Should I, do you want to be a part of this? Or what company do you, like I've got a company, I'd love you to be doing this. How do you know what idea to do? What bit of it you do? And I'll never forget his answer. And he said, Karen Marie, I don't go, what do I do? I go, who in my world do I know that could do this piece, this piece? this piece and I realized when I thought about all the things I wanted to do I wasn't thinking big enough now because actually where everyone else was saying to me how the heck would you do all of that he's now saying well you know if you've got the right person to do this piece and this piece then it's not all about you It's just about having the right people in your world to know and how to do this piece and that piece and that piece. And I was like, wow, I'm not as crazy as I ever thought. And, you know, during that time, I was in one of the sessions after he spoke and I came out of it and I was just walking with a few other people and out of the bushes, honestly, out of nowhere, Richard just came out and I will never forget this moment. He looked at me and he just looked me in the eye and he punched me on my arm and he goes, you, and he punched me on the arm again because we had a lot of fun. It's not a horrible punch. It was just a, like more like a fist, you know, like a, a fist pump, right? Like a kind of that kind of punch. And he just looked me in the eye and he goes, you are extraordinary. Here's the thing. He didn't say anything else. He just said that you, you are extraordinary. 
It was like he had seen me, someone who could see that what I was thinking, how I was thinking, wasn't crazy. It was just lots to do, lots of things to think about, lots of room to move and grow. But then I had it in me to think that big. And I'll never forget that. And I'm so grateful for that moment. What do you need to believe for you to be able to make your dreams come true? Who do you need around you to ensure that you can play at that bigger level? Because it's important. And I can tell you, like I said, over this season where there's been some struggles, some challenges, I am beyond grateful. And I mean beyond grateful for those that are in my world that have my back and I couldn't do the journey without right now. I just literally couldn't. So one of the things I want you to think about is what are those dreams? Have you been dreaming big enough? Do you need to dream a little bit more? If you were to dream more, what would that bigger vision be for your life? And then who do you need to have around you, to have your back and to help you to be more effective? And what is it? The third thing is, how are you going to do it? What is it going to be? Or what is it going to take for you to be the 1%? Because that is not an easy feat. It is not for the lighthearted. And, you know, I said this to a leader, a couple of leaders and good colleagues, friends of mine. And that was this. Gosh, it's hard being a pioneer. It's really tricky when you're doing it different to how it's the norm. When you're willing to sort of step it up and go, I believe that this is cutting edge and you will do whatever it takes to bring that message out to the world. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to build resilience that will get you through there? Are you willing to learn from the insights that maybe others have got before you? Are you willing to stretch that muscle of human intelligence so that you have the capacity to make the right decisions fast? These are so important, so important for you to be more of an effective leader, to get out there, play a bigger game, and to make your dreams the reality. I love the fact that we have all these brain cells in our head, in our brain, that, and I I learned this a lot when my son was born, actually before he was born, and I found out that half his brain was brain damage and speckles of brain damage on the other side. And in theory and reality, right, of what had been seen in the medical field, and I got this, that, you know, he probably would be dead at birth, if not in a vegetated space, because the brain damage side was the side in which we speak from. 
But the thing that fascinated me and always has fascinated me, I don't know, I probably just, you know, heard nothing else in the in the science class the day I heard this. And I probably got lost down these rabbit holes thinking about it. But I have never forgotten it. And it's always been a really strong thought in my brain. And that is... All of us have all these brain cells that we never use. And I was fascinated that if we are not using those brain cells, what if all of a sudden we started using those brain cells? We were able to access those brain cells. How would that change what we could do? what our capacity could be maybe even the outcome of the results that we could bring and in the case of my son that's exactly the way i went about his therapy exactly the way from the moment well actually even before he was born while he was still in um you know inside of me that everything that we did was to stimulate and to grow and to wire to different patterns. That's what it's about. That's what Nadine talks about. It's what I talk about all the time. The power of knowing what those patterns are so that you can rewire when that's the wrong wiring to a much more effective pattern that will give you the behaviors and then the results that you need. What if you could do that? I'm sure you could do it over time. I really do. And I probably think that you have some some mad skills in some areas and that you could probably do some of it really well. But trust me, (laughs) I've worked really hard to get where I am right now. And I've worked really hard to rinse and repeat to know that we can actually make better decisions at the table. What if you could do that? If you want to know more of that, if you want to be a part of being able to be a pioneer, an innovator, cutting edge, if you like being different at the table, if you're wanting to be standing out from the crowd, playing at a different level, a different leader who shows up because you know how to show up to be the best you, optimize you, the health of your, you know, what you're building out, then come and be a part of the the trail, the blaze, a blaze a trail. Such just likes a blaze a trail. Shift the dial forward. Be part of the one percent. Come be a part of the one percent. If you don't look like everyone else, then you should be there. That's what I want at the room. And we are going to have a great workshop, and we have to work through it. And and. You know, if you can't come to this one, maybe there's going to be one coming up. I don't know. I If this goes well, we might do another one. If this is only one person that turns up for this, then I will turn up for you. Because I know I've got some... I like, I'm actually going to take you through the decision DNA culture pattern, which, you know, when I do that as individuals, it's it's 
so powerful. It's something that people pay 50,000 US dollars for, right? So come, we're going to learn the decision velocity, uh, well, I call it the non-valid pathway, the valid pathway, and the velocity pathway. What if you could learn the velocity pathway in which to make the right decisions fast in, in what you're doing? so that you can build the fastest way to be the biggest impact that you want to bring to the table. I think that's, it's a no brainer. All right, anyway, I'm not gonna talk longer. This is a shorter one today because I'm not well and I think I've said what I need to say today. I think the biggest thing is to remember, you know, when you are willing to add value at the table by the decisions you make then you're willing to to make humanity as stakeholders at the table and i think that this is going to be so powerful when more people are willing to be that one percent so are you going to be there are you going to be there with me? Please be there with me. I can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to serve you and to be a part of the workshop. All right. I can hear my dogs barking. I don't know if you can, but I can hear them barking. And so it is time to sign off. Big love. And I can't wait to be back here again soon. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.